podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Now, Rodri. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Roderick Giggs and football. We have got some stuff to talk about. We're going to round up as much football from the last week as we can in about an hour. Lots to discuss, lots to say. Rodder's rant incoming. Although I've got some stuff to say, I think, which maybe people will disagree with. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, just as we wait for the latecomers, as always, we'll do a little Super 6 update. We have had two rounds since last week. Michael Evans won the weekend round with 14 points. Steve Shanahan won the midweek round with the same amount. Rodri only managed six points over two rounds. And even though, even though I took midweek off, I felt like, do you know what? I'm just going to have a break. Just going to relax and have a nice week off. I still scored 12 points, double what Rodri did over two weeks, which means I'm now 28 points ahead. It's all over. It's all over. There's just none again. None had a, had, a, had, a sh- had a shocker this week. Shocker. That was, that was. Do you know what we said last week? Where we still, we think it was down to like whatever it was, twenty, twenty-two, and and we said really that's only one exceptional week from you, and then it's down and gone. And when I when you text me and said and I'm, I'm the shocker this week, and I'm the shocker this week in me in this year, in me FPL, I'm bottom of all the leagues. I mean, I mean proper bottom, like by, by about 150 to 100. Brutal. Having a bad, bad year. Well, in fairness, mate, when you text me and said I'd forgotten, I was like, oh, for God's sake, he's going to have like a blind, <laughs> he's going to have a blinder now, and that's going to be it. It's going to be the, the deficit will be gone. Absolute blinker. But yeah, there we are. Yeah, it is what it is. It's all for charity. Charity. Um, mm. Mate, obviously, we've got a lot of football to discuss. We are going to have to discuss your team's performances over two games. There's um, the Forest game as well, but. First of all, welcome, ex Salford City, Bangor City, FC United, Aberyst with Town winger, Mr. Rodri Giggs. You good, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Bit, bit groggy. I've just had a, it's been a busy week. I got home, fell asleep. Cardinal, Cardinal Sin and fell asleep. So, yeah, it's a bit, but fuck it. We go on. Well, it's been other than that, Yeah, other than that, I'm good. Got good. Uh, bad performance, but we'll go into it in a minute. Yeah, man. My yeah, my boy on the on the plus side, my boys team got promoted on Wednesday, so they're guaranteed promotion now. They got to play tomorrow, the last game of the season. If they win and uh, the t- the other team, they got two games left. Uh, if they drop any points in those two games, they'll win the title as well. So come on, that was it. It was so good. They were three one down at half time, and. All of them, they just looked like the occasion had got to them. Like they looked shell shocked. They just looked my 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 boy had just he came off. He was fuming. It looked like his head had gone. They were three one down. They couldn't really get because they were the better team, and they just looked like it, it had all got a bit much, like the stress and that. And then they mm. come out 
and um, almost like the first attack, just like bang, 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 three quick one-touch passes, strikers through, passed it into the corner, and they won 5-3. And, um, yeah, they were exceptional. Uh, my boy, yeah, he has got these sensors on his boots, which monitor, like, how much ground he covers and the speed and all the different touches and that. He covered just under five miles in 65 minutes. And, uh, yeah, he's just everywhere, like... But yeah, they, go on the boys, mate. It was, uh, yeah, it was good. Go on the boys. Um, lift that trophy. That's it, mate. And I think I got to be honest. Like touch wood, I don't tempt fate. They should win tomorrow. And I think that I think that the team who's up there with them, I think they'll drop points in one or two of the games. So they got a very good chance of winning the league as long as they do their job tomorrow. So we had top. I tell you, we had top the league on Saturday. Mm. And then they, they were just did the suspension on Thursday last week. Yeah, you said you were playing them, yeah, yeah. We played we're, we're playing top of the league if they won, then they'd win the league. They did not win. But they won the league. They won that they won the extra game. Uh, when was it? It was yesterday. Yesterday it was. They won. They beat Baker four 0 to win the league. So and they weren't winning it on my day. No, 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 no. <laughs> but Mate, like but by far, what I've seen by far the best team we played, so yeah, it was a good result. So I um I went to watch the United game yesterday with my mate who's the coach of my boys team, and then um, we were talking like and he mentioned what you said last week about no matter what level it is, to win a league title is hard because you have got to just grind it out like over those 20 games. Well, it's a big commitment, just think of the weather, the, the, the windy, rainy, the pitch, the muddy pitches, the turning out and, and the, the, the windy nights of training. It is a big commitment. It's nine months of commitment, full commitment. Of, if you put it in, you get the results, but you know, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you put it in and you don't get the results, but you know, we still go on. Until we get them results, don't we? And that's it, mate. And with kids as well, like you've got holidays, you've got you know people away and all that. It's difficult to manage, and they've done well. No, only yeah. eleven players turning up, so you got no subs. Oh, yeah. happens, doesn't it? Yeah, it was funny, man. So it was four. We went four three up. Everyone went nuts. Like there was about fifteen minutes to go, or whatever. And then we like broke long clearance. They were putting a bit of pressure on, and we broke. The airkeeper come out like almost to the halfway line to sweep up, a bit like a De Gea. And there's, there's our striker like just nipped in front of him. And he done a Ross Barkley as he was putting it in. He was like arms up in the air as he's tapping it in. Everyone's going nuts. So then right at the end of the game, like we're too clear. It's, you know, it's pretty much over. We're happy that they're not. And then our centre-back centre got fouled by their striker. And they've kind of got up and had a bit of argy-bargy. And then suddenly, a couple of punches are thrown. Everyone's, like, piled in. The ref is, like, we had an official FA ref. Like, so he sort of stood back just watching, kind of calmed down a little bit. Everyone's just melleed. And the centre-back of the other team has run from, like, the halfway line to, like, the area, our area, like, literally full sprint and just gone and headbutted our centre-back. He's gone flying. Unbelievable, mate. And do you know what the ref done? So the ref sent off our centre-back, which was right because he threw a punch. But the kid who he threw a punch at also threw a punch. He didn't get sent off because the ref said, oh, it's 50-50. You know, he's 50-50. He threw, he was just giving it back. And the kid who sprinted 50 yards and headbutted him, he said, oh, it was more of a push. And his head just came through with his momentum. And I was yeah. like... Hang on, that's still violent conduct, isn't it? Oh, like, yeah, you can't yeah. do that. But he didn't. We didn't care by that point. Like it was, you know, it was all about promotion. But there, there we are. The boys are going up, and well deserved as well. Um, well, you know who's not going through to the next round, mate, and that's your club, United. Um, from the moment. Uh, like Martinez went off injured and they made those subs in the first leg. Nandez getting books. Yeah, it's all just gone horribly wrong. I mean, they were so comfortable. They should have been about four up in the first leg and then it all went horribly wrong at United yeah. at Old Trafford. But for me, I just thought Seville's defence is so bad. 
I just felt like United would definitely score. So I couldn't see. I just thought United would have enough. And they the way they played, mate, was shocking. But the, la- the last thing you want to do when you get to a, um, a ground like that is concede early. Because yeah. the, after that, the crowd was bouncing all game. And they never looked back. And like you say, it's just a prime example to finish teams off because you don't know what's around the corner. Literally, with like 80 minutes to go, this game is dead, it's done. We had a chance where Weghorst could have passed it to Alanga, but he decided to pass it to Malasio, who then missed. And then two minutes later, they went up and scored. Yeah, it is that it can happen that quick and that easy. Um, and that's football, you know, it's, it's mad. Yeah. Just batter the team for 80 minutes, it should be four or five nil, and you end up walking away to all. And you're like, what the fuck's going on there? So, thing is, there's a group of players in that United squad who have failed manager after manager after manager, and somehow they're still there. And I will never understand it, mate. I don't understand how they, they're still there. And I've seen some people saying, oh, you know, having the England captain and a, and a, you know, Lindelof's an international and, and these players, like, as backup, that's that's okay. But, but like, Harry Maguire might be England captain, but he's a liability for United. He has been all season. And every time he's played recently in, like, the last three months, every time he plays, De Gea looks a bag of nerves. Wambasaka looks a bag of nerves. Casemiro changes the way he plays because Maguire's there. Now, look, De Gea had an absolute nightmare last night. He was bad. I get it. But he's also saved United countless times. So I think, look, he had a bad game. You've got to kind of just accept that he had a howler. But like, Harry Maguire, for the first goal, he's in space. De Gea gives him the ball. But because he takes so long to control it, it just, they all on him. And then he makes the wrong choice. Now, to me, one, could De Gea have just gone long and not taken the risk because he can see that they, he's going to get pressed? Maybe. But it's Harry Maguire is the captain. If your captain is in space and he's screaming, calling for the ball, then you give it to him. Now, all Harry Maguire has got to do is let it run. If he lets it run, he's away from the press and he can just slip it out. When they press him, He's got to get rid. He cannot try and be cute or clever and try and pass it to Wambasaka and all this shit. Even if he gives it back to De Gea, so De Gea can put his foot through it. What he doesn't, he made the wrong choice. But like, I what I just cannot abide is these English pundits falling over themselves to try and shift the blame to other people. You got Robbie Robbie Savage, obviously is Welsh, I know, but he's like falling over himself to blame De Gea. Skulls. Blaming De Gea, blaming Casemiro, whoever it may be. Gary Neville, who's not working on the game, has gone out of his way to tweet about how it's not Harry Maguire's fault. And it's like, why is this guy immune from criticism when he's so obviously a problem? It's not just last night. He's a problem every time he plays. He slows down the way they play. He often creates problems for the people around him. And he makes everyone nervous. But according to him, he's got nothing to prove. Like, United just lost to a team they're way better than. He's the captain. He says he's got nothing to prove. Yet, he didn't get his team going. He didn't inspire his team. He didn't behave like a captain. And I don't understand why people within media, who normally, like Gary Neville, I think is a good pundit, generally. And he doesn't hide, you know, he doesn't hide from criticising United when he needs to. But for some reason, Harry Maguire is immune from that. Like, do you think of the, the shit which uh, Gary Neville's given Bruno Fernandes this season, Anthony this season, as I grief from Paul Scholes, but Harry Maguire, who's made mistake after mistake, bad performance after bad performance, cost United games points out of the cup? Nothing. And I'm mm, furious. No, no, yeah, yeah, yes, but... You know, first goal. You don't. Last thing you want is the ball there. There's three players around you into the box. But when he gives the ball, when he hit, when he passes it to him, and when he calls for it, those three players are far enough away 
So if that's Martinez, he either pops it off first time or he lets it run. Because if he lets it run, he's away from those three players because they're like either why side of it. Pass it there, mate? Why even pass yeah, it there? It's like first, first 15, 20 minutes. Don't give anything away. Don't even... It's that, that player on the edge of the box there is dangerous. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think there was probably... You'd probably be safe and sorry, especially because of who the player is as well. But what, just, what else you do is the captain. You've cost eighty million quid. What you've got no centre halves. You're going to play him. Well, mate, um, just going to Nottingham Forest. Got a two 0 win away from home. He played with a clean sheet. All right, it wasn't a great game. Fucking hell. Southampton leading two 0 <laughs> Go on. But then, mate. Yeah, right. I um, was saying to my mate on Tuesday. I think if you look at how Seville played in the first leg, even when they were down, they were as soon as we got the ball in defense, uh, United got the ball in defense, the um, they all pressed together. They were very quick to try and press the defense. They just did it a bit disjointed in that first hour or so. So to me, it made sense. I was thinking, right, play Shaw and Lindelof because at least they are a bit got a bit of pace about them and they can move the ball quicker. But you knew he was going to play Maguire, whether it's because he's captain and he feels that he should play, or I, I don't know the reasons. And look, Ten Hag's had a great season, so I find it. I know the reason. He just got knocked on Forest and got a 2 0 win. Yeah, but that's far. It's a different level, mate, isn't it? You just like, have to give you a reason. That's there's a yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. But Lindelof was outstanding against Forest. And if you got Luke and Delo uh, was outstanding against Forest, and so was Juan Bissaka. Maguire was very, very ropey for the first half an hour, and then he kind of settled. So if I'm looking at that defence, I'm thinking, where's the weakness? How did they play in the first leg? Is Luke Shaw a better option? I don't know. It, look, you can kind of pick holes in selection and stuff like that. They missed Bruno Fernandes. Um Sancho, I think, had his worst game for United. But the thing with me for Sancho is I would judge him when United get a proper centre-forward. I think that's fair. But all you can't abide is not trying, mate. And too many times yesterday, Sancho just looked like he wasn't trying. He wasn't working hard. He wasn't He was, wasn't tracking back. He wasn't wasn't doing the dirty work, which he... You know, which it's Anthony, Anthony does it. It's one of them times where I just can't think you can point fingers. You've got to point fingers at the whole team. Yeah. The whole team, it was just poor from start to finish. Uh, yes, individual mistakes, but collectively as a team, it wasn't good enough. And it just shows you how still far away we are. Um, there's a lot of players that need to go in the summer. A lot of players still need to come in. And that might not even be enough. But... You know, we're massively improving from last year. So, you know, we're in the Champions League. We seem to be solidifying that. So, um, it's just disappointing. Plus, we've got a, a very, 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 very difficult side to play on Sunday. Brighton, who keep the ball very, very well. And it'll be a difficult game, that. Very, very difficult game. Well, so, I am. Um, I, here's the thing for me, right, mate? If it was, if I was making the the selections at Man United now, um, and obviously there's a reason why that is not the case, Harry Maguire would not start another game for the rest of the season unless all the defenders were injured. He just wouldn't because there's better options. I would play bloody Scott McTominay ahead of him, and I would play Casemiro in defence ahead of him. He's too much. He not just his own personal performances and the fact that I think he's a liability. The effect that he has on everyone around him is so detrimental to the way they play and the way they defend, the way they deal with people pressing them. I just don't think you can take that risk. Mate, he's suspended for Sunday. So I'm, I would imagine Luke Shaw will play centre-back alongside Lindelof. Um, and I think I would probably stick with that if until Varane is back. Left, left. Wambasaka, right. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Maybe Malassia comes back in on the left, or I like. I think they need to be defensively solid against Brighton. So I think Wambasaka has got to play because um, Minamoto plays off the left for Brighton, yeah. and he will yeah. tear you apart if you're out of position. So I think you need Wambasaka there. So then it's just the choice of whether it's the low or Malassia. 
I'd probably go with Delo for a bit more experience, but you know, I guess it'd be interesting to see the tactics and where they go, how they go with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he'll play. Does he go with Spitzer or does he go with Casemiro, uh, Ericsson, and Bruno? I will, well, Bruno's definitely going to play, isn't he? I, yeah, maybe, maybe Ericsson goes off the bench because he's played a couple of games back to back where obviously after a long injury. You love that's the bits of you, don't you? I do like him. I actually, if I was, if if you could guarantee me that Ericsson's good for 80, 80 minutes, like fitness wise, I would probably go with Ericsson, uh, Bruno, and Casemiro. But I don't think it's the end of the world if you play Bruno deep and play Sabitzer because his runs from deep, I think, help United. But and that's the other thing I didn't mention about Harry Maguire. He also fucking injured Martial. By he's clumsily jumping on the corner, he clatters into Sabitzer. Sabitzer falls on Martial's leg, and Martial's injured again. And I get it; like people are pissed off. Oh, he's injured again. Oh, he's made like, in, and it's frustrating, isn't it? Because every time he comes back in, he gives you yeah. a glimpse. This is what I told you. He's not reliable. He's, he's made. He's, he's made of cheesy watsits. He just breaks too easily. And it's unfortunate. I feel sorry for him in a way because every time he comes in, you think, right, they look so much better when he plays. But and it wasn't even like yesterday. But then someone. I so imagine if you got a higher level than him, like an Harry Kane. Boom! Imagine that, that's a start. That's a big mm. jump. But then, so let me ask you a question: Do you think you see more out of Sancho if you had a Harry Kane there all season this season, or a? Osterman or uh, possibly, yeah. even an Ivan Tony down deep and then they can be high up, so possibly, yeah, you know, even an Ivan Tony and he's good with is dropping deep and, and getting involved in play. Harry Kane, so that opened up some doors as well beyond for Sancho if, if he's clever enough to make them runs, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Arsenal have just scored this uh, 2 1 to Southampton. It's interesting that is game. Arsenal, this one. Yeah, I think they'll come back now just because they've got one back so quickly. Mm. But I mean, what a disaster for them. We'll talk about Arsenal and whether they're bottling it in a bit later. But um, who, who said who said Arsenal was going to win the league? Who said City was going to win the league? I said City were going to win the league all yeah. along. We did. We did. We, we did. We like we we called it very early that City will go on a run where they just win game after game after game and Arsenal will feel the pressure. And I think it was you who brought up, because you keep an eye on the fixtures, that when they if they get it down to their three points behind, they've got to play uh, Arsenal. City, you've got to play Arsenal. Well, with that draw now, with that draw on the weekend, that's you know, all they've got All they've got to do now is City's win out and that's it. They won the league. But if Arsenal win out, they win the league. So, so well, well, as it stands... Obviously, if the, if, the, if Arsenal was to lose tonight, um, City will be four points behind for two games in hand, which means they wouldn't even have to beat Arsenal to win the league if mm. it stays the same tonight, which is like Arsenal, you know, trying their hardest to throw it away. Um, let's finish up on United quickly, mate. The other thing is a lot of these players, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the players who were terrible last night have been terrible for previous managers. So let me ask you a couple of quick fire questions. In the summer, there's going to be a few comings and goings. We know that. Would you still give De Gea a contract if it's a cut price, like he's dropping his wages? Would you still give him a contract? Yes or no? Yeah. Right. Yes. Would you bring in another keeper to challenge him yes. for number one? Yes. Or would you bring in a keeper who's going to be happy to play second choice? No, challenge. Okay, um, Harry Maguire, sell or keep? Get him out of here. Would you sell him for like any price? I'd sell him for five. No, you're not going to sell him for any price. He's in England centre half, so he's going to be needed somewhere, i.e., Everton, Leicester, back to Leicester, West Ham. Well, there's loads of places you could go. Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace, yeah, there's loads, Newcastle, you know. Jaden Sancho, keep or like give one yeah. more season? Keep, yeah, keep. You've invested a lot of money with him. You've got to see it out. 
yeah, and I think it's fair, to, like I said, to see what he's like with no, you know, with a natural out-and-out striker. Center forward. Yeah. Um, although a performance last night does put it... Like, if you had to make a decision today, like, you either keep him... No, one, stays, had a, no one had a good performance last night. It's not no. the game at all. Everyone was poor. Everyone was shy. Um, Anthony Martial, would you keep him as backup to whoever no, they bring no, in? No, 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 no. Get him out. Sit so, out, sit a bit. Would you rather sell him for like 15, 20 million, bring in yeah, like a Harry yes. Kane and then try and sign like a young striker, maybe like a Hoiberg or someone like that? Um, well, I know uh, rock the boat, but you know, we're going to have Mason Greenwood next year as well. So, yeah, you well, you keep saying that, mate. I just I don't see it, but I don't know. We'll see, won't we? I suppose. Do you think so? Just quickly on that, I just saw people arguing again on it, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I did see a few people saying, "Send him out to Milan on loan for a season. Give it to you've got another year for it to kind of, you know, go away and then oh, bring him back." I'm going to go away once you've got social media now. It never goes away. Yeah, and that rec- that recording is there, isn't it? And that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Right. But they'll decide what they decide. It is what it is. Right. Um, Brighton United on Sunday, mate. Um, this is a big problem, I think, for United. Because I think Brighton, they've shown against the big teams this year that they are more than capable of not just beating the big teams, but outplaying them. So United have got to put last night out of their mind and get on with it and play their game properly. And obviously, Bruno coming back helps. But... They, 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 if they play like they did last night, mate, Brighton will absolutely hammer them. I told you, Brighton playing very, very well. All up there on most of the stats. Um, yeah, playing very, very, very well. Oh, if they if they're not up for it, or oh, United aren't playing well, they'll turn them over because they 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 dominated Chelsea on their own patch. At the bridge like on the weekend, so uh, I'm pretty sure they can do that on a big pitch like Wembley. Yeah, they outplay, uh, outplayed United, uh, not United, Liverpool twice to beat them three and four one. Um, which I know Liverpool haven't been on form, but even so, it's going to be know. difficult. But you know, we're still, still uh, going to be decent on on the on the break. So we just got to be careful, but just got to get, get get just got to get the team right first of all. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting if Martial's fit because I don't think he, you know, he's, it didn't look like a serious injury. It looked like a knock and maybe he didn't fancy the game. Rashford um, come on, though. Rashford came on. Is he fit enough to play a full game at Wembley? Well, he was only, only two weeks ago. Not lost his fitness. No, no, I know that. But, like, if he's still got a bit of pain there, like... All right, yeah, yeah. He's still got a bit of pain there, mate. It's not, he won't be playing... Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I know. I, I, I take that. Like, um, join, wasn't it? Well, ideally, that Martial can play because I think he does make a difference, and he's got a good record at Wembley as well. And um, I think you don't want, particularly against Brighton, I don't think you want Weghorst starting. But I don't know. Maybe he's got something to prove. Um, who's the danger man for Brighton, mate? If you're the coach, who are you sort of looking at as a? As a potential problem, Brighton. Yeah. Oh, well, we mentioned it before. The the, uh, the guy on the left, Minamoto. Minamoto, uh, March, McAllister. They've got a good team. You know, Welbeck. Okay. Welbeck's popped up. Popped up and scored against us before this year. Already this year. So, you know, you just got to be wary. They, they play good football and, and it's enjoyable to watch. Everyone thought when Potter left, you know, they're probably going a downward spiral, but, you know, they, they, it's arguably improved and got better. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, and in terms of how you would try and, like, how would you, how do you think you'd beat Brighton? Like, how do you think do you need to set up solid? You've just got to be solid and uh, you take it solid. Try and keep the ball when you have it because you know when they get it, they they don't give it back because the stats show that. But they're up there, but like I said before, in all the stats, they're first or second, and that's 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 unheard of mm. for Brighton to be in a, in a 
up there. So with all the stats outclassing an Arsenal, United, Chelsea, Tottenham. So um you've got to take your chances. United do create chances and you've just got to take them. It's as simple as that. If you don't, you'll be punished. Especially in semi final football. Um prediction for the United game, mate? Two one United. Interesting. Interesting. Um I think it will be some type of score draw and it will go to extra time. Before yesterday, I felt like I thought United were going to pinch it over extra time. That's a good thing yesterday because it's bounce back now, isn't it? It's reaction time. What are you going to do? Three yeah. days later with a semi-final. Nice one. I can put it right here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I think oh, that's... It could be on the flip side and it can be another poor performance and then it's a snowballing effect. So, yeah, I mean, if you go out with both caps in a week, in space of a couple of days, it could be a real yeah. problem, couldn't it? But, you know, but, he, has got, he has got that insurance of the cup already being in the bag. Yeah, so. and I, I also think Ten Hag um, has proven when they have had bad performances, the very next games, they've always reacted well. Uh, and, you know, most of these are not his players, so... Well, yeah. This, this, you know, he's, he's got a tune out of these players that no one else could, so... Um, Gaz has put a question. He says, with people oh, like uh, Maguire, and um, we're going to talk about your team next, Gaz, as well, West Ham. Um, he says, uh, with players like Maguire, Lindelof, uh, etc., who failed time and time again, does it make uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer finish second and third with these players without the likes of Casemiro and Anthony and Sancho and stuff like that? Um does it mean that his achievement of finishing second and third should be held to a higher regard? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, look at Lampard and Gerrard. They're out of jobs um, because they were putting teams in, in relegation problems. Oligan Sosa has never done that. Uh, but he's never challenged the league and he's got in... in in opportunities where to win trophies and he failed at the final step or the semi-final and if and then that become a bad habit which which he which he got so yeah when you get in these positions he, he he'll know you've got you've got to win and when you win you know you get rewarded and if you don't you know we are where we are so it was the right decision but yeah finishing second and finish third you know which proves how, how much of a no mean feat it was but you know, the league's got a lot, a lot better in the last two or three years, and well, if, and and it was always helpful for United to went on that winning run away from home when there was no fans in the stadiums. Yeah, and also um, going back to the Mourinho time, he said at the time when he finished second that it was his greatest achievement as a football manager, and people mocked him. But I mean, you know, these players, they haven't done it, and. They failed time and time again. The manager always gets the blame, rightly or wrongly. And these and it's players, some of the same players. So, uh, but you know, Van Den Haag's getting a tune out of some of them. But you know, when 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 there's when it's pressure, players, when it's a you know when yeah, it's the big when, when, the, when some we're missing some of the players that he has brought in. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, um, well, there's a reason why Bruno Fernandez is lauded by United fans as one of the best midfielders around. And I think you saw like his, the way he's playing recently as well, controlling games. He's a big part of how United play and what, you know, the work, the things they do. Um, moving on from United, let's talk about, um, right. We'll talk about the Champions League quickly first. Then we'll talk about West Ham because I thought West Ham were good, but I want to ask you a question about West Ham in a minute. Um, Manchester City versus Bayern over two legs. Man City eased into the semi-final. Um, Dominating. Did the sacking of Bayern's manager cost them the Champions League? Because they have not looked the same since they sacked the manager. Not saying Tuchel won't get a tune out of them eventually, but it's clear that there's a bit of a split in terms of some like the manager and some... Well, they looked like it was a, a well, well-oiled machine in that Champions League before that happened. And yeah, they were sweeping everything. But, but you know, give City some credit. When City can have a little purple spell like that, they are a difficult team to stop. Well, mate, they were 
uh, the first leg, they were just outstanding the way they played football. That they just swept them aside, really. But then in the second leg, I thought they were impressive for a different reason. They locked it up, you know. They 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 closed that game out really, really well, which is something you don't always like associate with these city teams. Like you associate City with attacking football and lots of goals and stuff like that. But like I think they deserve credit for the way they saw that leg out, the second leg out. Bayern never had a sniff of you know coming back into it, you know. So I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. Um we gain experience now, mate. Year after year, they're gaining more and more experience. And I've seen it before firsthand with United in the nineties. You know, getting years to get. finals, getting beaten quarterfinals. You know, they didn't even make the final. City had been beating the final. It's all experience and experience. Then you know, you finally they finally get there. Which city will? Will it be this year? Who knows? Got Real Madrid next, but you know, looking good. Yeah, it, made, it took Fergie and United years to, con- to yeah. conquer Europe and get it right. Like yeah. they would get so far and then they would be over- outdone by away goals or over two legs. Because well, they- I remember semi final against Brussia Dortmund when Brussia Dortmund won it that year. They should have, yeah, they battered them and obviously didn't take the chances. Brussia Dortmund went through to the final and ended up winning it with a midfield of Paul Lambert. <laughs> Well, what they did, United, is over the years, they kind of gradually adapted the way they played in Europe to be a bit more controlling as opposed to just bull, you know, gun-ho, attacking all the time. They'd be more attacking at home and they'd shore it up. But it, like, it takes time. So, yeah, I think City deserve credit. Um, I was a bit surprised to see Napoli go out, mate, considering, you know, how far ahead they are in the league. They got Osserman, they got that Georgian guy playing for them who was exceptional. They didn't miss the penalty late on. They missed the penalty. They didn't take chances. So don't take talk, going what we talked about before. You don't take your chances. Comes back and bites you, mate. Yeah. This is this is especially at this at that level, elite Champions League sport. You know, you don't take your chances, you get punished. This is why one nil is just You've got to get the second. And if you can get the third, get the third. And then this is why we say, you know, just be clinical. Just have no mercy because football's a funny old game. You can be battering a team 2-0 or 3-0. You can see the goal, a man gets sent off, boom, you're up against it. The turn mm-hmm. the game spins on its head. It's that quick. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's happened. Well, I mean, yeah, like United versus Seville should have been four up. Okay. And that draw into all. Um, when, you've played, when you've played so many games and, and watched so many games and seen, you know, anything can happen. This is why you just stay focused and get as many goals as you can. Yeah. And then uh, the other semi-final, you were, so you've got a Milan, all Milan, uh, Milan derby for the semi-final. That'll be a cracking game. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, really good game. And Ciro will be bouncing. Who do you think wins that? Oh, which, oh, is it oh, two legs? Oh, it's difficult, man. In these derby, it's difficult, isn't it? Anyone, it's anyone's, isn't it? It's 50-50. And of course, both, both legs in the San Siro as well, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Who do you think the final will be? Uh, I'll go City, AC Milan. Yeah, i got a feeling City are going to at least get to the final. Um, yeah. But... But Whoever comes honest, from that side wins it anyway. But then Madrid, mate, they just they find a way, don't they? Yeah. So well, often in Europe. Again, they, again, we'll go back to the experience. They've got a wealth of experience. It's it's you no, know, it's their competition ultimately, isn't it? The amount of times yeah. they've won it. So And even their youngsters who were, you know, like Vinicius Jr. and people like this, who were only, you know, early twenties, even um the poor oh, what's his name? Uh, I've forgotten his name. The mid, the young French midfielder who everyone Camavinga. Uh, Camavinga. He's yeah, yeah. Literally, he's won all, all the trophies possible, and he's like twenty. So yeah. you know, even the but young he, players. Experience that invaluable. Mm. Um, so yeah, you wouldn't write Madrid off, but I do think this is City's best chance they've ever had in terms of their squad, how they're playing, Haaland's on fire. It seems to be coming good for him at the right time. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, West Ham, mate, struggling. And I mean struggling in the league. But uh, in these European games, they are finding an extra extra level in their performance. And I, 
I watched. I was kind of they had it on in the pub. They had the United game on, the West Ham game was on the other TV, so I only saw a bit of it, and then I watched the highlights afterwards. But four one against Ghent, you, I think you'd expect West Ham to win that game. In fairness, but the the way they did it is what sort of caught my eye. Played some lovely football. Um, I thought Declan Rice was very very good. Probably one of the best. Pro, one, I don't watch a great deal of West Ham. So maybe Gaz in the chat can tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought that was one of the best games I've seen him play in terms of controlling it and having an influence on the result. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he seems to have a really good game, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a really good so like a big long solo goal, you know, like a roll run through everyone. But just the way he controlled the game, I thought he was I thought he was excellent. Um they're into you know, they're in the semi-finals now, and there's no reason why they can't you play like that. For anyone will find it difficult to play them. Um, so yeah, be uh, it'd be interesting, mate, how they get on because you know it's just one of them, you know, semi-finals and finals, nerves do funny things to teams. Yeah, uh, and the experience and things like that, which we just talked about, they count for so much because just who can keep their head in the most pressure, you know, the most high pressure circumstances. It's what it comes down to, mate. And um, yeah, interesting. Saturday we have Manchester City versus Sheffield United. Is that going to be a rout, or are <laughs> Sheffield United going to be able to somehow? Mate, pull come the on, come on. If you it's know? if it's if it's less than four nil, I'll show my ass in prime out window. <laughs> the only way I see it being anything but a rout is if City completely, you know, like rest like nine players. I, he just doesn't do that in the big games, does he? And I, even though they're playing Sheffield United, it's still an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley. He's not going to rest players. So, you can't, it's difficult to see how Sheffield United... 4-0, I'll show my ass in prime out window. Do you think he rotates it at all, or do you think he plays his strongest eleven? Mix, mix, mix. It doesn't even oh, matter. Yeah. Does it? So I still think Ireland will play. Big pitch, suit him. Thirty minutes, sweet. Yeah, um, I think I agree with you. Um, all right, Grealish has a rest. Folder comes in. All right, <laughs> Mares. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, mate, even if Haaland, if he maybe rests Haaland, you've got... What's Alvarez, Alvarez in? That means Alvarez even worse in. for him. Yeah. Let's have a look. At the, you, don't um, even, you don't even see the ball. It'd just be a bib, bib session, doggy session for 90 minutes at Wembley. Um, so I'm just having a look uh, at the City versus Burnley, and which was an FA Cup game. Uh, the side they played was a bit of a mix. So you had like Ortega in goal. Uh, you had Ruben Diaz, Laporte, Walker. Right, but they played top of the league there, and, and Burnley are romping away with it. They absolutely tore them a new arsehole. And they played, their holding midfield was Lewis, wearing number 82, so I assume he's uh, one of the youth players, alongside Rodri. They played De Bruyne as a right wing-back, and they played Foden as a left wing-back. Um, they played Alvarez, Mares, and Haaland. So they played a mix of youth and, uh, you know, youth and and first team players. They played their kind of big, you know, Rodri, Harlands, Ruben Diaz. The spine was pretty strong, so I'd expect a similar team, I think. Um, but yeah, like you say, Burnley have run away with the championship and they got beaten six 0 So it's going to be very on that big pitch as well, mate. Like you rightly say. Harlan's gonna have a field day. Boiling up. What's the weather like in the smoke tomorrow? Let's have a look. It's, if it's boiling up, that's gonna be even worse, isn't it? What's it gonna be like tomorrow? Ooh, 16 degrees. Yeah, I don't so think it's, it's not, gonna be raining, is it? Let's put it no, it's no, not raining. Not raining. No rain. Yeah. I'm glad yes. my, my prediction is five one to city. Oh, there's forty percent chance of rain at five o'clock, but knowing our weather, man. There is zero chance of rain. Yeah. Yeah. Five, I'd go in 5 1. 5 1 City. I think um, Sheffield United will score a goal. Consolation. You give them a goal, are you? 
Yeah, it's the consolation, deflection. The only way they're going to win. They score early and a man gets sent off for City. And even yeah. then, I still think City will beat them. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. It's uh, still 2-1 in the Arsenal game. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's have a let's have a little talk about a championship, mate. It's been a very, very, very interesting week in the old Skybet Championship. Um, why don't we start with the mighty Bluebirds who are up to 19th place. Oof, they're now one point behind Rotherham. Um, Cardiff played Watford midweek. And I, I got to say, mate, I was worried. I said to my mate, I said, like, we're going to get stuffed here and we are, that's it, we're down. If we lose to Watford, we're down. And not only did we beat them, we outplayed them. We we're absolutely outstanding. Have you seen well, the by sounds it there that, that Watford in turmoil, aren't they? The yeah. 18 managers in 11 years. It's obscene, mate, that, isn't it's, it? It's mad. There's a lot of individual players now there playing as individuals and not as a team. Um, the manager's probably got his hands tied behind his back because players are thinking, fuck this guy, he's going to be gone in a minute anyway, so I'll just do what we want. Well, here's, here's a question for you, mate. Do you want to like get into coaching and stuff like that? If you got offered the Watford job, would you take it? Depends how much money you're asking. <clears throat> What's the payout like? Yeah. I, I I take it if you pay. You're not going into a job knowing that this guy's trigger happy. Eighteen managers in eleven years. Yeah, that's nearly two a year ago. I can't be right. Yeah, it's, that's crazy, mate. Like so, like I just any manager going there. Making no. look like they're struggling now. Um, who else? Who else is it? Rotherham. You oh. see, um. Cabber's uh, goal for Cardiff. Yeah. Overhead kick. Oof. Bit yeah. of skill there. Reading have sacked their manager, so they might get a bounce back. Huddersfield. But Cardiff have got a game in hand around everyone around them, plus yeah. Stoke. Well, if they win that, they'll and, go four points behind Stoke. So. Well, Cardiff have got a game in hand, and they've got to play Rotherham, which is the oh, one right, that was okay. abandoned. That's a big one there, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when I look at the bottom three, Blackpool haven't just—they're just gone for me. Their their form is dreadful. Reading look done. But so what, look, what keeps you up? Two wins. Yeah. Four. Yeah, I think Cardiff. If you, I think two wins from the final four, and we're up. We'll be. I even think four points would probably keep us up, mid. To be honest, a win and a draw, and I think we'll be be fine. Because that would be really? that'd be forty nine points, and I think there's teams down there who won't get to forty nine. So, you know, forty nine might be close, but I do think forty nine would be enough. Um, like Wigan are trying to make a fist of it, but I don't know whether they're too far behind now. Well, that's Thursday as well, isn't it, Cardiff Rotherham? This Thursday, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oof. At, at Rotherham, eight pm Thursday. Who have they got tomorrow? So they got Stoke tomorrow and Rotherham Thursday. Hey, get I mean? this. Rotherham v Cardiff. That can't be right, that. What's Rotherham that? at home to Cardiff. Home win, 10 to 1. Away win, 3 to 10. That can't be right. Surely not. Come <laughs> here. There you go. Yeah, yeah, mate. I don't bet against Cardiff normally, but oof. ten to one at all. That is insane, mate. That is. And, and let's be honest, Cardiff are not like in a run where they've like won ten on the bounce or something. We've won two of the last five, and lost the other three. Jesus. Mm. Um, but l- l- there you are, mate. So Cardiff play Stoke tomorrow, and they play Rotherham. If they could pull off two wins. They're going to go above Stoke. They'll be up by flipping. They might even go. What would they? 48, 51. No, they 52, 51. Yeah, but they'd be right up with Stoke. They'd be Those two wins this week, they'd be safe. So do you think any of those current bottom three in the championship stay up, mate? Like, who are you looking at? I know it's weird to me. Blackpool gone. Yeah, I agree with that. Blackpool and Reading, I think, are gone. 
which is weird because yeah. we're going to down the bottom. But I actually think Reading and Bovrum. Wigan go. I think Wigan might stay up. You know, Rotherham. Wigan's next two games is Blackpool, Wigan, and Reading. Sorry, I didn't see Wigan there. No, Wigan, Blackpool, Reading. All them three are staying. Wigan's next two games is Millwall at home and Reading away. What's the other two? Rotherham. Or so, right. Wigan's last three games are Millwall, Reading, and Rotherham. So if Rotherham lose to Cardiff. They could really be in the shit because they got to play Wigan on the final day. So, let's have a look at Rotherham. What are Rotherham on? Rotherham are on 46. Yeah, so depending on how results go, like Rotherham could get dragged in, mate, big time. Who else have Rotherham got to play? They must be in deep trouble there if they get 10 to 1 at home. Yeah, there must be something going on. I'll have a look now and see what's what. Um, so Rotherham's final three games Bristol City away Cardiff City at home Middlesbrough and Wigan Med oof. I, uh, I I'm going to put Rotherham in my bottom three Med I think they're going down um, the, only thing, the only thing I've got a problem with is that I think the teams below won't win either Reading will they get the the new manager bounce for a couple of games. I think Blackpool are done. They've won one game in the last five. Uh, they've lost all the others. Reading have drawn a lot of games. So you could argue there's a better fight there. Because, I mean, they had 10 men against Luton the other day. And Reading, you know, they fought and held on for a draw. They drew with Burnley. So there's clearly something going, you know, with Reading, they've got a bit of fight in them. They're capable of getting results it's just if they can score the goals to get the wins instead of draws um so i'm going to go i think wigan blackpool and rotherham get relegated simply because of the games they've got to play but before i lock that in i want to check qpr's fixtures uh qpr play burnley stoke and bristol city and they haven't won a game for weeks or they won QPR, no, QPR won a game in five uh, and they've got really difficult games. Um, who's going for the playoffs? Bristol in with a shout? No. Oof. How do you see the, uh, do you think Sheffield United have got that second place now? They look yeah. comfortable, don't they? What's that, five, six, seven points plus a game in hand? Yeah, I don't see anyone catching them now, do you? Seven point gap with a game in hand. No, no, no. I, no. I think um, I think they've done enough. Um, with, uh, how far? How far seven, down? Seven points, game in hand. Uh, even though Miller's were flying. How many go up there? Is it, it's three in it. No, no. Top two, then the, the uh, next four in the playoffs. Yeah, so Miller's were going to miss out after mind you, mind you, where he started from. It's a very good. Yeah, so how far down do you think we go in terms of who can get in the playoffs? Because I think it still goes down as far as Preston in 11th. Yeah. Because they've yeah. got barely two points off the playoffs. Um, yeah. In terms of the who's the form teams, you've got Preston have won three of the last five. Sunderland. Well, I think Luton and Middlesbrough are in. Them two are in, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So it's a Millwall, Blackburn, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So two got to get in out of seven. And there's three points. Sunderland haven't, are undefeated in five games. West Brown have got a game in hand. Blackburn have got a game in hand. So they've got advantages. Is that against each other? Let's have a look. So Sunderland haven't lost in five games. The next three games are West Brom. Sunderland, uh, West Brom, Watford, and on the last day of the season, they play Preston. Preston played Preston. The next two games for Preston is Preston, Blackburn, Blackburn, Burnley. Now, if you know anything about that, that's a tasty Feisty. Yeah. 
Um, I quite fancy Sunderland, mate, looking at their fixtures, because they got to play Watford and they got to play Preston. West Brom. you got to look at West Brom as well. Yeah. I think, did I, who did I say was the other game Sunderland had? Um, it was the third game against West Brom Sunderland on Saturday, uh, Sunday, 12 o'clock. That's a big mm-hmm. one. There you go. That's a big one. Where's that at the baggies or? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. at West Brom. Oof. So I think the playoffs will consist of Luton, Middlesbrough, Blackburn, and Sunderland. That's my picks. Mine are Luton, Middlesbrough, West Brom, <laughs> and I'm going to go Coventry. Good shout, mate. Good shout. Um, right, to finish off, mate, we're going to give us a couple of predictions for the championship and then we'll give the predictions for the weekend. Uh, Middlesbrough play Luton Town on Monday night away. What do you think the score will be there? Middlesbrough play Luton Town 2 0, Middlesbrough. Yeah, I think 2 2 1, Middlesbrough. Actually, no, I think uh, 2 all there. And then we got Cardiff City play. Who was it? Was it uh, Stoke City at Cardiff tomorrow? Stoke City at Cardiff. I'm going to go 2 1, the Bluebirds. Yeah, I'm going to go 1 0, the Bluebirds, me. Um, and then we got our Super Six predictions for the weekend uh, Liverpool at home to Nottingham Forest. 2-0 Liverpool for me. Liverpool at home to Nottingham Forest. Um, 2-1. Uh, Leicester at home to Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, I'm going 3-1 to Wolves. 2-1 Leicester. Uh, Brentford at home to Villa. 1-1. Ooh, I'm going to go 2-1 to Villa. Been on good form recently. Manchester City at home to Sheffield United in the FA Cup semi-final. 5-6-7-0. Pick your guess. Pick one of them. Uh, I ain't gone 5-1. Man City. Uh, Newcastle versus Spurs at Newcastle. 2-1 Newcastle for me. 1-0 Newcastle. Uh, Brighton at United. United 2-1. Um, my heart is going to be on my head. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with two all, but um, I've got a feeling Brighton might win, but I'm gone with two all. Um, just last thing before we finish, we're going to have a look at the uh, the Premier League table and the relegation zone. Um, on a side note, mate, do you think Arsenal are bottling the league? No, no, okay, no. I think I think done fantastic to get there, but with the, the second youngest side in the league, no, the punching above the weight. Okay, um, but all bodes well for the future. Even so though they've been I've talked to previously before about the experience you gain from being in their positions and being in that in that position next year at Anfield and seeing the game out. Um just yeah, just all kind of things that you gain from experience, unfortunately. When you've got a team like City who are in a groove now that have experienced winning every single game to the end of the season because if they don't have to lose, you know what's gonna happen and, and that's where City are at the minute. And I haven't seen that from Arsenal yet. So that's where I'm at City. But no, to answer your question, no, they're not bottling it. Um, do you think, or how high do you think Brighton can finish at the end of the season? I think they can finish fourth. Interesting. They're, what are they? Four, they're seven points off Newcastle at the moment. They've got two games in hand on Aston Villa and Tottenham. You win that, win them, they go to 55. They're going to have another game in hand over the weekend because they're playing it. 
so if Tottenham and Villa don't get results or Newcastle don't get results, Newcastle are playing who? Tottenham. So someone's going to drop points there. Yeah. So fifth, fourth isn't. Yeah, it's a so when Tottenham play Newcastle, they're going to have three games in hand and over only four points behind. Yeah. So, interesting. So Brighton could but, get a Champions League spot. I would love but, to see that. But if Tottenham beat Newcastle, then they're both from fifty-six points and. They have three games in the hand, only seven points behind. So, but Aston Villa, look at how well they've done. They just slipped Amazing. in their, uh, slip sheets, aren't they? Yeah, they've been exceptional. They've won five on the bounce, mm. uh, unbeaten, unbeaten in six. Uh, he's been what great decision, by the way. Just proves you how, like, a no, no, a novice manager against a real good, real good, experienced manager. Well, he's a, a top level. European manager, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, who's who's also managing the Premier League? Yeah, um, so looking at the experience, so he's got the experience as well. Yeah, looking at the bottom three, mate. All three teams in the bottom three have not won a game for six games. Mm. Is that meaning that they are done? Or I'll tell you what, if Southampton keep it like this, it's that it's highly unlikely. But if they get anything. That's that's a good result. Very what are they on now? They're on twenty six points. It's showing here now. So if they get a draw, it'll go down to twenty four. They go back to bottom. They need to get something from there because they wouldn't have expected to get anything. And if they do, that brings them right back in the mix. Still, got people got game in hands. I think Southampton are done. We've seen that, haven't we? Leicester. Yeah, I think Leicester are done, mate. I do. Will they change it? Will they change it around? But then. You know, I think Leeds look in trouble. Bournemouth look like they turned a corner. I think Winning. Everton are in trouble, mate. Everton are in trouble. So I, it, it, for me, it's anyone out there. Well, Southampton are gone for me. So it's anyone at Leicester, Forest, Everton, and Leeds. West Ham. I don't see West Ham getting into it. West Ham will win. West Ham will win two or three games, yeah. and then yeah, they'll be on forty points. Do you think um, that if Southampton win tonight, they're still down? You can never know because that could, might be the turning cut, cut turning the corner and gal- galvanised to go on a little run. So you never know a big Being win like that. At, yeah, a big win like that at the Emirates. They scored after twenty-seven seconds tonight. <laughs> so beating the one uh, if the. Uh, Bournemouth scored in nine seconds, which is the Premier League record. So there's a stat from full of stats today. Spitting up pure stats. Well, here's a stat for you. The bottom four in the Premier League have not won a game for four games. Um, Everton have hit bad form at a bad time again. They marginally got out of the relegation fight last year. And when I look at it, I think Leicester are done. Do you think Southampton are done? But uh, having seen them go two up tonight, I wonder if there's still some. Oh, Forest. Forest, see, it's a weird one because United outplayed them on Sunday. But I also, there was things I saw about that performance from Forest that made me think they might be able to pick up some results at home between now and the end of the season. So they've got to play, for instance, Forest's next four games are Liverpool away. Okay, they I think they'll lose that. Then they're home to Brighton, maybe scrape a draw. Brentford away. They've got to be looking to win that if they want to stay up. And then Southampton at home. So, I mean, if, you, if they could pick up six points from those four games, I think they could stay up, mate. I don't see them picking up. I don't see him picking anything from there except the last one. The Southampton game. But even Which, that could be the difference. If Everton keeps sliding... Absolutely. Three points, takes them three points away from Southampton and could drag Everton in. I don't know, it's an interesting one. Um, Gaz wants to know, um, with this week, Sadio Mane was linked to United. Would you sell Sancho and take Mane as a replacement? Yes. Yes. And he'd only cost about 30 million. Interesting. Um, I don't think 
Liverpool. When it comes to United, don't very much doubt it. You've been at Liverpool, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, it's been done before, and it like what when there's a club in between Paul instead it, didn't he? Yeah, but, um, I just don't see it, mate. Yeah, I don't either. Um, right then. Um, we'll be back next week, probably on Friday, because Rodders is uh he trains on a Thursday. Um I don't know, we'll see if there's a different day that we can work out. Oh, well, Thursday's Thursday's um mm, Thursday's a... do Thursdays if it's later like nine o'clock. Yeah, I could do nine o'clock Thursdays, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. So we'll we'll be back. We'll probably be back next Thursday, nine o'clock. Uh in the meantime, subscribe to the channel, check out the Patreon if you really want to support the channel. Latest. We'll be back. Look after yourselves. Job less. Hopefully, Cardiff City are gonna get a big win tomorrow to cement their status in the championship. And uh, for Rodder's sake, I hope United make the FA Cup final because otherwise it's going to be a painful week to be in. And I hope for size sake, Cardiff City don't win. Oh, well. Because the Bluebirds are in deep, deep doo-doo. It's all good, mate. It's all good in the hood. And uh, hopefully my boy is going to clinch the league title. And I'll I'll be happy with that, mate. Um, We'll be back. Take it easy. Come on, the Panthers. Sports Social Podcast Network.